0: Hey, hey, sisters, welcome back to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus. Today, I am sharing a special guest episode with Lauren Raskele. She is an author and a coach and has such an incredible and powerful testimony to share with us today. She is talking about overcoming in the strength of Christ through full surrender, what full surrender looks like, shares about the three A's of transformation, about some of the details in her books, and so much more. So tune in to be encouraged and take note of a lot of the things Lauren talks about in terms of what it looks like to lean into the Lord and seek him for this transformation, for overcoming and for healing. Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm that never-ending to-do list and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So, grab your cold brew and your planner, or strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. So, I have another special guest with you today. Her name is Lauren Ross-Skilly, and she is a single mom of two teens that became a born-again Christian 17 and a half years ago. She overcame depression and self-harm with the help of God and his guidance, and she is now an author, speaker, and coach out to help others do exactly the same. Thank you so much for being here with us, Lauren. I'm excited to dig in. Uh, Is there anything else that you would like to add to this introduction
1: um firstly thank you for having me here um it's a pleasure to be on your show um yeah i I think you've covered my bio um so that's great thank you great introduction um yeah as sasha says i'm a mum of two teens now almost 18 and almost 14 um girl and a boy um i am from sussex in england so just on the south coast there and yeah, that's a little bit about me, but, um, I'll get back to you there.
0: <laughs> awesome. I love that you're from England. I think we talked about this a little bit before. Um, but my husband, he used to be active duty in the air force and we were stationed at, um, RAF Lake and Heath, uh, right there near RAF, RAF Mildenhall and like the Thetford area. Between Cambridge and Norfolk. Um, and so we are or, or sorry, not Norfolk, Norwich, between Cambridge and Norwich. And we absolutely loved it being there. So, somewhat close to where you are. I think we came maybe more towards your area when we bought our dog. <laughs> so, um, I just love hearing your accent. It just takes me back. But um, Lauren, I know that you are an author. I actually just purchased your book. I got it in the mail the other day, Christian based cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, I've just recently learned of CBT and, um, I actually use it in my coaching practice. I found out it was CBT that I was using, which is in a different, um, in a different mindset, I guess. Anyways, would you like to tell us a little bit more about that book, how it came about? Um, how would you describe cbt
1: okay um so firstly for those who are listening who don't know what cbt is um it's christian Be- sorry no it's cognitive behavioral therapy um and it's actually one of the top talking therapies that i know of in the uk and the us um and it's about the mindset and it's about changing your thinking processes how your brain is wired not literally but um if you can imagine how your thoughts are going so for instance if someone is set on negative thoughts or negative beliefs about themselves cbt will help you to change that around to to be more positive so that's an example um obviously there's a bit more to it than that um so yeah that's cbt in itself and so your question was how did it come about so i myself went through a whole heap of depression um and yeah god really helped me up out and through that um I say i'm leaving it as simple as possible to delve into it unless you want to but um that's because of my past and obviously it was god's plan He's told me to write the book um and at first i didn't know what the book was going to look like i was Studying my degree long distance. A uh, module I was doing was mental health. And during prayer time, God asked me to write the book. Um, it actually took another load of <laughs> depression and a few years before I resubmitted my life to God. Um, and yeah, that resubmittance was the beginning of my next chapter really so that is that's been two two and a half three years now um and where I've come to that other side of that valley and with God's help through going through CBT myself and yeah and so the book ended up being Christian-based cognitive behavioral therapy so because I was going through the journey of doing CBT, and growing with God at the same time, it it just, I saw how it fit, and how it can actually be quite biblical, I mean, Romans 12, 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Mm -hmm. there's so much scripture that backs that whole refocusing up, and so I created a course, and that's what the book is, Um, that the book's got uh, the course itself in the book is eight sessions um, and each session includes prayer, qu- questions and techniques from CBT, space to make notes, um, scripture. It talks about biblical meditation um, and space to journal as well. So it's four Either individuals or small groups. If if individuals need that extra support and accountability, then I offer that as separate from the coaching as well. So I have clients where I'm going through the courses on the book on Zoom, um, and so yeah, that's that's the main bulk of the book. the The prologue is my full testimony. Uh, it talks about what mindfulness in the secular terms is and that's brief and then it goes on to talking about biblical mindfulness um and then it's the same with meditation what is meditation and then the next section which is a bit deeper it goes into biblical meditation I mean throughout the bible it talks repetitively about meditation um and so yeah I I combined it well not combined it I've taken the biblical side of it um because combining wouldn't next necessarily be politically correct would it yes. because we can't we can't do that can we that's a secular thing and we're not going to that new age stuff that's not what this is about this <laughs> yes. is about God and our focus is on good God and yeah sorry I'm going off on one <laughs>
0: No, that's great. I love it. And I super agree here because I believe there's so many times where we see truth and instruction and guidance, uh, in scripture and, and then the world takes that and turns it into something completely different. And I love that you had pointed out how, you know, there is CBT and you were going through that. And then you were also spending a lot of time, you know, developing your relationship and time and prayer with the Lord and, and together it worked amazing. And he was showing you how much, okay, this is in scripture. And, and another one that comes up to me, you talked about, um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. One that comes up for me is taking every thought captive. And to me, that's what I think about a lot. When I think about CBT is like, okay, what well, are these thoughts and are they true and correct? And what's behind them? Like, why are we thinking them? Where did they come from? You know, just asking more powerful questions to get behind those thoughts and, and taking them captive, captive to the truth in scripture, taking them captive, um, and laying them at the feet of the Lord, if that's what we need to do. And so, um, I love that you brought that up, both mindfulness and meditation and CBT and how all of this is in scripture, but the world can so easily hijack that and take it and turn it into something that it's not. Um, but even in speaking of that, I believe, you know, in scripture, it talks about Christ is, um, is, uh, what is it? Mighty counselor. I think some translations, there's a comma there where it's mighty and then comma counselor. Um, But I think he is an amazing counselor and so much stuff that you do see in like mental health therapies are really like, if we go back to the source of them, it's like, yeah, that's basically in scripture, you know? So it's like, he's allowed certain people, I think insights to further develop that, that have become, um, you know, therapeutic practices that we'll see in counseling and mental health today. So I love that you did that because I think my journey was very similar. You were talking about, um, about depression and self-harm and different things like that. I have those types of things in my past. And I remember when I was at my lowest of lows, I started going to therapy and finding a counselor. And I was really upset because I wanted a Christian counselor and, and God brought me one and found me one that said, you know, I, I share in the faith with you and I'm willing to use whatever practices that you want. And, and I truly believe it was both as you're saying, like I had these therapies and I was walking through this counselor, but I was also spending a lot of time in prayer and with the Lord and in church and in scripture and in Bible studies. So it was both coming together. And I truly believe I needed both. And I'll hear people sometimes say like, Oh no, Jesus is enough. Like you don't need therapy. You don't need a counselor. You don't need the world's whatever you don't need medication. Um, but I know for me, he showed up in the counseling and the therapy. Um, and it was both that really brought me to a similar place where I am like writing, speaking, coaching, living this truly abundant life with him and with him in the lead. But I came from a very dark past and, And so Lauren, I know that you did too. Would you mind just um, sharing a little bit more about your testimony? Because I think there are listeners on here who, who might be struggling with depression or anxiety or being just in a dark season and kind of what that was like for you. But a little bit about that journey of like where God showed up and how he spoke to your heart and kind of carried you along that path and journey to get you to where you are today share with us about overcoming
1: okay thank you um yeah so i've had years on and off of um, depression and self-harm and the last pretty dark time was just after so i hadn't long passed my driving test i'd had a condition um for 24 years and that was very limiting I spent three and a half years not leaving the house on my own um I couldn't a lot of it so I kept passing out basically I had problems with blood pressure and uh, my heart rate and all of that uh, so I think it's about five years ago now they finally gave me a diagnosis they told me I couldn't drive anymore I'd had another bad episode so I couldn't drive anymore um my freedom was literally taken away from me because I, I, I could barely even every time I stood up I would keel over so I was just safer indoors so living in a first-floor flat as a single mom it was it was really really tough and I suppose I was grieving I was grieving for my driving license I was grieving for my freedom I know it sounds dramatic but that was actually the case of it at the time I wouldn't have thought that but looking back I can see yeah you know what that was taken away from me so that is what was happening and um and then on top of that I felt like a burden um because well my my daughter was looking after me um I I felt like I wasn't the mum that I wanted to be that I should be (laughs) Put that in air quotes because that's something that I learned during CBT that that word should can be lethal. Um, and yeah, I, it was it was a tough time and a dark place, and yeah, it was it it wasn't it wasn't pleasant. I, I even was self harming and. But then one day this this went on for some t- some time and I felt like I was like in my own little world, my own, own little bubble and just completely stuck. I felt lonely um, and yet yeah, I wanted to be alone. <laughs> um, all of all of that I expect a lot of people can relate to that. Um, and then one day I woke up and I realized how fed up I was of feeling that way um and i cried out to god i i literally was flat on my face bawling my eyes out asking god to save me take me out of this world or help me in it obviously he chose the latter <laughs> <laughs> and from that moment of surrender that was when i started to see The light, the light at the end of that tunnel started getting bigger. I, I chose to turn back to him. It's not that I had turned my back on him because I knew he was there. It just, I was so, I suppose I was so absorbed in the negative. I was absorbed in myself Um, feeling sorry for myself Um, and yeah that was my main focus my focus was on the things I couldn't do my limitations and how useless I was as a parent Um, and yeah and so God helped slowly after that point of asking him for help I slowly came out of that and yeah I I basically surrendered gave him every part of my life because even though I'd been a Christian at that point probably for 11 years something like that um and I'd had a relationship with God I thought it was good um there was obviously something that wasn't that I hadn't quite grasped (laughs) and it was it was this it was complete and utter surrender of every part of my life now where I'd had that relationship with him and I knew him in certain areas of my life and I let him in in certain areas of my life there were other areas which I wanted to be in control of Mm. and that was something which was I obviously didn't know at the time but looking back and knowing what I know now that was a big part of the depression too I didn't realise that I was actually quite controlling. And the fact that I wasn't in control of my life was it wasn't it sent me into that valley. Um, And so by surrendering and giving up that control, and letting him in, and saying to him, and just letting go and letting God that Joyce Mayer says, let go, let God handing it all over to him. And yeah, that was the start of this whole new chapter, which has been incredible really, but it's all because, and this is kind of, bit, kind of bit the name of the ministry as well, because, because of this is what is your mind full of? So at the beginning at that, before all that surrender and what my mind was full of that negative it was full of self it was full of the burdens and the darkness and all of that or is it full of christ hence the name of my ministry my foot of christ and it was just yeah it was a massive learning curve and story and that was that was the other thing i was ill in bed because like you would shuffle around on the floor because I couldn't even stand up sometimes I went for a season where I couldn't even sit up without keeling over and at that time I would lie there and I'm like what what is my purpose what is the point in my life Lord and one day just towards the end of this dark valley I got this scripture I think you know what I'm going to say. Jeremiah 29, 11, he has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And at the time I was like, huh? Well, right now it doesn't feel like that, but it was just at the end and I can see how he was, it's like that footprint story. It's like how he was carrying me
0: yes.
1: through that. And it, yeah, and he's turned my story my mess into my message, my pain into my purpose. And I just love sharing that with other people now. So (laughs) there was a purpose behind it all. Yes,
0: I love it. So Lauren, what is your health like now? You can sit up, you can stand up, you can walk.
1: I'm really excited to tell you this. Okay, so my condition has since the age of 14, I'm going to, I'm just going to be blatant. I'm 38 now. I'd had this condition and it was came and went in seasons. So it would last for weeks, months, years where it was really bad. And I was in and out of hospital, half of it, I was probably unconscious (laughs) and then it would ease up a little bit and I kind of get on with my life as much as I could. Um, and yeah, and then it would come back and it was like ebb and flow um, with this condition. And yeah, and apparently that's part of it. It was called neurocardiogenic syncope if anyone's not wondering. Um, And then, so when it eased up again, so the last episode I had was July and I'd never been able to ask God for healing or even declare that I would be healed. And then during a group coaching session, so there was 376 people on this group coaching call. And I got called up to say my aha moment from a thing that we did. So, and it was about, sorry, I'm I'm going off on one, but it is part of the story. Um, It's very exciting. So that's why I need to share it. (laughs) Um, I hope it's okay. Just tell, just wave and tell me to stop. if it's No, you're good. I'm, i'm absorbed <laughs> okay okay cool i don't want to just overtake <laughs> um okay so and they were like oh what did you get and i told them what i would picked up out of it and then i said well god told me he, so he'd through two people in the past 48 hours had basically prophesied that i'm going to be speaking on stages and someone had asked me to do that. And I wasn't, I'd had a little bit of anxiety, I say a little bit of anxiety, I couldn't leave the house on my own, even though I hadn't had an episode since July. And this was a couple of months back. No, it was must have been, where are we? Anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um <laughs> And I'd and I'd said yes but God's given me this vision I'd, I can't even get to my local shop at the moment and then I suddenly went but I declare healing over me in front of all these people and I'm like where did that even come from next thing I know they prayed for, they all prayed for me and then I had a session with this woman um it's like a healing session so we were on a zoom call and we prayed for a couple of hours. And it was incredible. It was a lovely time. Um, I had a vision from God. I'm not going to go into that now because that was, I I believe that that vision was for me, but I didn't think anything more of the healing. Anyway, I started to get a little bit more confident in going out. I I started to take the wheelchair out on my own slightly to the local shop and then one day I decided to go and meet a friend just the other side of town but it would have meant I would have had to get on two buses on my own and I was I was nervous but I prayed and I said look your will be done Lord help help me with this anyway on the way back from my friend's house um so I because it was a Sunday and normally obviously it would have been church and I said to God do you want me to go to church and for some reason I didn't feel the pull go to church didn't feel the spirit saying and i thought that was really odd but i didn't think much about it but i thought it was a sunday obviously i have to go to church sort of thing but i didn't feel that need anyway got on the bus and this woman the bus was half full, I was at the front with the wheelchair and this woman got on she must have she said she was in her 80s, I think. No, she didn't. She must have been in the late 70s, early 80s. And she said to me, who's that wheelchair for? And I said, Oh, me. And she goes, Well, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And I said, neurocardiogenic syncope. And the third question she said was, Are you a Christian? And I said, Yes. And she got all excited she put her arms up like this and she goes you know it's finished right she's getting all excited and I'm like Jesus on the cross yeah I know it's finished and she goes yeah but it's finished it's done for you by his stripes you have been healed you don't need that wheelchair anymore and I was like okay um and yeah and we stood at the front of the bus I had my hands open (laughs) We were praying out loud at the front of this bus and then she got off and I got in the house and I was like, wow, because the last leading up to that, I've had like my Bible reading or even a film or something has kept every now and then it's like, look up, look up, look at me. (laughs) focus on your destination and it's just like i i hadn't clicked i clearly needed god to be straightforward here's your message you're going to listen to me and it took a stranger on the bus to tell me that i mean who goes up to a total stranger telling them they don't need a wheelchair anymore it's just you just don't do that do you so it was yeah so yeah i just sorry i had to share that with you um and so, for the last few weeks, I've started going out on my own without the wheelchair, and I've been going for walks. And yeah, I'm just, I can't, I'm just so praising and thanking God. It's 24 years I had that condition for. So, yeah, he had plans.
0: <laughs> yes. Wow. I had goosebumps when you were talking about that woman on the bus, just declaring health over you and praying like, wow, uh, this community of people that you're on this call with 370 something people. And you just like blurt out and declare healing. And they're all praying with you. Like, wow, I want to be in that community. How amazing (laughs) is that? Like, can you hear just like 370 something voices storming the gates of heaven saying, Lord, she is healed, like heal this woman. Um, how amazing I will be lifting that up in prayer too. Um, Lauren, I have an entire page of notes that I want to like, just share these, these power, like mic drop moments and, and just notes of, of what I took. And I think one of the things that you said, just even towards the end right here. And I think it's so, so important is to focus on your destination. He kept saying, look up, look at him, focus on your destination. And this has been coming up a lot in my life recently. I brought it up in, um, in one of the courses that I teach in my group as well, but it's about Peter when like Christ comes out walking on the water and he says, is that you Lord? And, and Christ calls Peter out on the water and he's walking on the water but then he gets distracted and he looks at the storm that is like out you know in the distance and he's focusing on the storm and he's and he starts to get scared and afraid and like lose his faith and lose his focus on Christ. And he starts sinking and Christ is like, look at me, look to me, you know, and puts his hand out for Peter. And I just think that's so important for every one of us, moms, non-moms, any kind of believers, right? The storm is going to come. Scripture tells us we're not going to be without the storm, without persecution, without trials and struggles and suffering, but keeping our focus On our destination. And that is in the arms and in the hands of Christ. Like, like you said, it's finished. He's already done that. But to, to take even a few steps backwards from that, like, I loved how much you shared in your testimony that really resonated with mine. And I feel like it's, it's so relevant to so many testimonies whether it's in scripture or just, you know, in conversations with people, it's so true for all of us that a lot of us can get into, even if it's seasons, maybe it's bigger seasons. Maybe it's a big life picture, feeling like a burden stuck, feeling lonely, like you're in a bubble, like you're lonely, but you don't want to be with people either is something that you had said. And, and you felt like you wasn't, you weren't the mom that you should be, which like, I like to say, stop shooting all over yourself. Like, it's not like you had said, like, that could be very lethal to be shooting all over yourself. Um, and, and you got to a point where you were just fed up feeling that way and you cried out to God and you knew God, you had a relationship with him for 11 years, but I feel like it does. There are so many times where we have this and I feel like I don't want to say the mark of a true believer, right? Because scripture gives us clear direction of what a mark of a true believer is. But I feel like in people that I see that are like fully surrendered on fire for the Lord have this kind of next level. Awakening. I don't really like that word because I feel like it's very new agey, but almost this next level awakening where we're like, Yeah, we're all for Jesus. But he's like, No, you are going to be for me or you are against me. We're not doing this lukewarm stuff. And he calls us to that next level. He calls us deeper into relationship with him. And um, you you were just on your face and you you cried out, like, take me out of this world or help me in it. And that resonated so much with me because as part of my story and my testimony. Is like I was very suicidal, and like I was. I started reading scripture, and everything I kept reading was like, Life is so great with Jesus, life is so great with Jesus, and I'm like, Then take my life, and like I want to be with you. And it came to a point where I was in such a dark place, such a valley that I was just praying for death. And lo and behold, however many months or years later it took me to get to that point. He came and like rewrote my story for me. And I can look back and see, he answered my prayer. He did exactly that. He took so much of that old me. And I really like died to self and became a new creation in him. And there are so many things, music. I can't listen to books. I can't read shows. I can't watch because they just cringe. And I'm like, that was such a part of my life. Like to describe who I am would have to Include those things. And now I'm just so detached, like truly a new creation. And I think the same thing, I came to that point of just utter surrender because, similar to what you had said, there were areas in your life that you had not released, even 11 years into your walk with him, that you were still holding on to control or at least perceived control of certain things. Right. And mm-hmm. you talked about your focus at that time was like just being absorbed in the negative absorbed in yourself, focusing on your limitations and what you couldn't do. And, and you saying a lot of that, what I heard was a lot of reliance on self and like, and, um, doing it with your own strength. And to me, that's what I think about when I think about the control that I had to hold on to for so much of my life was just me thinking I had to do it all in my own strength and not truly surrendering to him. So I love that you brought that up. I love that you shared that. And I think of that song, I don't know who the author is, but she talks about, um, I touched the sky when my, when my knees hit the ground and it's just like, it's so contrasting. Like how do your hands, you know, when you're down low, your hands touch the sky. But, but I think scripture is very clear in that too, is that the first will be last and the last will be first. And I think it's just that, that it doesn't match to what the world would say. And so I love that all of this to kind of wrap up the summary of just these power statements that you had brought to us in this testimony is what is your mindful of? And I think that is just such a beautiful way to describe mindfulness is that like, what is your mind full of? What is your mind focused on and your mindset? What is your mindset on? And I love that you have this ministry mindful of Christ and wow. Wow. What a story of overcoming, um, in the strength of Christ and overcoming through full surrender that's brought you to this space where you are just pouring out your love and your light and your encouragement into others, um, in your writing and your speaking and, and sharing your testimony and coaching others. And, um, in this ministry, it's such a beautiful thing. And I think it's a really beautiful picture of what all of us truly have like at our fingertips. It is within the realm of possibility for all of us, because Christ is for us. And if we're willing to sit down and truly surrender. Right. But I think it's a journey for each and every one of us that he has to, to bring us sometimes through this hurt to where we will actually sit down and decide that we are fed up with feeling all of the ickiness of the world. And John 10, 10 is a huge verse, um, for me. And it's, it's that, um, you know, we have an enemy that's out to steal and kill and destroy. And, and when we're trapped in our own, you know, self-absorbed negative mindset, focusing on our own strength, relying on our own strength in that season of, of just clinging to whatever control we can find in life. He has us in that place. The enemy has us in that place to steal, kill, and destroy. That's exactly what he's doing, but focusing on the fact it's a fact that Christ came and lived a sinful life and died and rose again that we may have life and have life abundantly and eternally with him? It's just like that is true, that is real, and that is for all of us. And so I encourage you, if you have not grasped that, if you have not fully surrendered, like, please come, come, because Lauren and I are here and we're like, please come. This is an amazing place to be. So I will stop rambling. I just am so fired up by your testimony and what you had to share. Um, is there anything that Christ is putting on your heart in terms of Responding to anything that I said, is there any other tips or value or encouragement that you would like to add to the audience today? Um,
1: Actually, when you just said, it's like, oh, I just think I need to say this. Um, The the first, there's, I call them the three A's. Before any transformation has to happen, first, you need to be aware. You need to be aware of your situation, your mindset, everything. Secondly, accept accept where you are and accept that you can't do it alone and accept that god can god is there for you um that acceptance that last one is a biggie because we need to get to that point before we can do anything about it and then the third day is ask we can we ultimately we need to ask god And we can also ask other people around us, friends and family and leaders of the church that you trust, ask for that help that you need. Um, It's important that you are not alone. Um, I completely get that you might feel alone, but you are not alone. If anything, if you honestly believe that, then God is with you. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that.
0: I love it. That's, that's definitely the mic drop moment. That's going to be on the, (laughs) on the (laughs) preview, drawing people into this episode, because wow, that's amazing. And it's so true. And I, I believe, um, I believe in the power of, of that process in those three A's I'm big on awareness and being like in the present moment, um, and just really evaluating like where you're at Like, what is the reality of your situation right now? And, and minding the gap between, which is the, you know, it's a British term, mind the gap, (laughs) um, that I picked up when I was over there, but minding the gap, (laughs) the space between where you're at and where you're trying to go. Um, so Lauren, I know based off of this testimony, the listeners are going to want to connect with you, follow you, find you maybe even read your books. Um, I want to know, and, and have you tell the listeners where can we find you and connect with you and learn more about you?
1: Okay, um, so my website is www.mindfulofchrist.net. Um, I'm across most of the social media um, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter with the handle Mindful of Christ. Facebook, I do pay a business page and there's a community group which is kind of my baby it's a private group um where it's it's a community a place for fellowship a place to encourage uplift and support one another and that is called mindful of christ dash improving mental health um so yeah feel free to join us on there and both my books are on amazon so yeah which can also be accessed through my website as well
0: Awesome. So I know that I brought up, um, well, first thing I'm going to drop all of these links and places where you can connect with Lauren in the show notes. So if you want to, you can just go down there, click, um, on her, on her Facebook or click on her website and be able to have access to all of that. Um, I know I brought up Christian-based cognitive behavioral therapy. I have that book recently got it. Haven't been able to dug into it yet to, I haven't been able to dig into it yet, but super excited to. And then your other book that you had just mentioned, both of your books are out and available on Amazon and your website. What is your other book?
1: Uh, It's called Indestructible Faith, Prayers and Prompts for Journaling. So it's set out like a journal. Um, uh, I know you're short of time, so I'll whiz through it. It's 28 sessions. Each session is created. It starts with a scripture. Then there's like a devotional and how it applies to your life. Then there's questions and space for journaling and then it ends in prayer. So the idea of this book or journal um, is to help you improve and grow in your faith with God and build resilience. So everything we've just said, like with the storms, trials and life basically happens to us we can build resilience by building our relationship with God. And so those two go in hand in hand and this, this journal will help you to do that. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Love it. Uh, Resilience is a huge thing for me. So awesome. Thank you for creating that. I'm excited for that one too. I'm going to have to add it to my wish list on Amazon. (laughs) Um, So last question before we go, what does intentional abundance mean to you, Lauren?
1: Oh, 100%. So abundance is about living with God and Christ right at the center of your life. Uh, Intentionally having abundance would be intentionally going out and building that relationship, building that relationship with the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. And we can do that by spending time with him, communicating
0: with him, So
1: yeah, let's all be intentionally (laughs) abundant.
0: Amen. I love that. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for being on here. Thank you for sharing your testimony. I know it's resonated with me. And like I said, I'm fired up hearing it. So I'm ready to go off into my day just with that fire and that light and that encouragement that you've shared with us. Um, Thank you for your obedience and writing these books for us. Um, Listeners, if you want to connect with her, like I said, everything is in the show notes. Thanks again, Lauren. And I pray that you all will have a very blessed day.
1: Thanks, Sasha.
0: Hey, hey, sisters. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope that Lauren's testimony and encouragement has given you just this fire and this renewed spirit inside of you because... I really want to encourage you and just this truth that is in scripture and this truth that is in this life when we live it with God in full surrender to him. And so if you find yourself just wishing or hoping or praying for a testimony like this, if you find yourself struggling to live in that surrender or seeking him regularly through his word and through prayer, if you struggle believing and having this faith that your prayers are heard and that your prayers will be answered, then I encourage you to come into the She Rises challenge. It is starting on October 31st, we're going to have training videos coming out every week, a workbook that has Bible study um, directing you with prayer prompts and directing you to scripture. We're having weekly group coaching calls included in this because... A lot of our own stuff, as Lauren even mentioned in the episode, a lot of our own stuff stands in our own way from allowing us to really fully surrender and believe. And so we're having weekly group coaching calls on account of that. I just added prayer calls to the calendar. We're going for eight weeks, sisters. So this is going to start October 31st, and we are going until the Monday before Christmas is when the last last training video is going to drop. And then we are going to be having a coaching call later that week as well. So this challenge is just $47 to get you in. It's going to come with so much value, so much accountability. You're going to have an um, accountability partner. You're going to go through this Bible study. It is just going to be absolutely incredible. And I know that the Lord is going to show up in this. So if you want to in this, the link is in the show notes, or you can DM me on social, shoot me an email, and I'll send you over that invoice, and we will get you in the door, sister. Can't wait to see you there. God bless.